Do I look like someone who cares what God thinks? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. I'm getting a hundred cups of coffee, starting now. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Coffee machine? One cup of coffee, please. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Hi, my name is Jerry. I love horror movies, and I'm not a fan of the taste of coffee. And hi, my name is John. I love horror movies. You know what? And I love coffee. Welcome to Coffee Flavored Horror, where we talk about the good, the bad, the horrifying, and the horrifyingly cheesy. Speaking of horrifyingly cheesy, let's get to the talking with Jerry and John about more death! Hey, Jerry. Yes? Question for you. Okay. Would you take a bunch of your employees on a bus to go for a weekend retreat? I've rented a van and done that. Oh. Did you cross a bridge? Yes. Did the bridge fall down? Um, we don't talk about that anymore. Oh. Well, I've only got, so only about half the employees I had at the time are still the employees I have now, so we'll see what that says. Maybe we should talk about Final Destination 5. Probably a good idea. We're going to talk about 2011's Final Destination 5. At this point in the wonderful world of 2022, the last movie in the Final Destination series. Hopefully not the last, but it is for now. This was an interesting movie. Again, it was in 3D, but the amount of th- the way 3D improved from in the two years between 4 and 5 was drastic. Yes. The 3D in this is nowhere near as, as blatant. The CGI is better. Um, and it's got some interesting uh, things that go on with it, the way that they do storytelling, that tie a bunch of things together in the entire series. So the premise is that there's a corporation that has a corporate retreat. So Sam and his ex-girlfriend and his best friend and a couple of other people that are there and uh, one of his friends who's actually like one of the corporate higher-ups they all get on this bus, including creepy, creepy Isaac, who is kind of a throwback to the creepy guy from Final Destination 3. Anyway, they all get on this corporate bus. And as they're going across a bridge, the bridge begins to snap. And Sam has a vision of almost everybody dying. However, his girlfriend Molly doesn't die. He managed to save her. Peter dies. Peter's girlfriend dies. Isaac mm-hmm. dies. Their boss, Dennis. And... Oh. And yeah, uh, he dies. Yep. <laughs> and his friend Nathan all get killed various ways on the bridge from getting crushed by stuff, crushed by falling vehicles. Peter's girlfriend Candace falls off and is impaled on a, on a, a sailboat. On a sailboat. And Dennis gets, uh, he, he pulls himself back off only to be doused with <laughs> boiling hot tar. Yes. His flesh burns off. <laughs> Which um, is just brutal. It is. But Sam also, again, spends the disaster part trying to rescue everybody and goes out of his way to make sure that his ex-girlfriend gets away alive and she doesn't die in the opening scene then he has his vision gets a bunch of people off the bus everybody else dies and they're all investigated by the fbi agent jim brock Mm -hmm. who is really suspicious of sam and thinks something is going on and convinces their boss dennis that he should keep in touch and dennis now thinks that he's an amateur FBI agent. (laughs) Um, and of course from that point on more and more people start dying in the order that they died on the bridge right sam begins to think that something's up. They run into Mr. Bloodworth at the cemetery who tells them that death has a plan for them. And then Bloodworth tells them that there's a chance that if they manage to find somebody else to die in their place. I think this is the only time the, the rules are getting better throughout the, the, the series here. A little bit better. Because he tells them if you kill someone, yes. you get the remaining of their life. Yes. Yeah. You get, you get, that's right. Whatever, you've got, whatever they've got life left of life. Because you're you switching places. Yep. And so 
people start to die. Candace dies in a in a tragic gymnastics ac- accident. Oh, I, that was <laughs> that one's creepy as hell. Yes, I that, that we'll talk about that horrifying later on. And not the death blow. It could have happened. Isaac dies in a freak Buddha accident at a spa <laughs> while, accident. while trying to while trying to convince everybody to give him to give him a happy ending. Even the old lady. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Nathan is at his job. They all work there. Nathan has a problem with one of the union guys. The union guys being just a jerk and gets into a fight with Nathan because Nathan has to cut hours because of the accident that occurred on a corporate trip. The corporation started to cut everybody's hours. Right. And is looking to cut everything short. Nathan gets an argument with the guy and a hook falls uh, in a big, uh, like basically a foundry. And Nathan tries to save the union guy, but the union guy pushes him and gets killed instead. Gets him yeah. pale. He falls and the hook catches but him under the chin. I think the best part is you see the hook fall. You see him fall. Yeah. And you think he grabbed onto the hook or something, you know, to stop himself from dying. And uh, he, he leans over. He's like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> and then the camera pans back and the hook's like through the bottom of his jaw up in his head. Yeah, because he falls. You think, you think that the, the, the union guy's going to fall to his death. At the last minute, you see that he grabs himself and stops just above yeah. the, the, the sharp metal. But nope, the hook got him. Um, so Nathan killed somebody and now he's not going to be killed in that order. Right. While there with the, with the FBI agent. A wrench flies out and kills Dennis. Yes. Smacks him right between the eyes yep. there. At this point, Peter, Sam's best friend, goes over the deep end and becomes the villain of the movie. Yes, I think this is, well, this might be the first time we actually get a, a true villain in the S- Final Destination. Similar, similar to what happened in Final Destination 3. But he wasn't really like... He, yeah, but he doesn't go over the edge. He didn't go over the edge like this. He, he could have been a villain in Final Destination 3. This guy is straight up, I'm going to end up killing someone because I don't want to die. Yeah, because what he does is Sam, Sam's, Sam is a chef. Yes. And he's got a chance to intern with, with chefs in Paris. He's about to go to Paris. And his ex-girlfriend, Molly, tells him that he should go. And um, once again, we have a nice little rom- romance story going on here that develops where they broke up and eventually Sam and Molly start to patch their relationship back together. Foreshadowing. Yes. Jerry, how do you get to Paris? <laughs> get there. Um, they go to dinner. He makes her dinner at a restaurant. Uh, Peter shows up. And comes and starts talking to them about how horrible this is and how somebody has to die. And then he says, in your vision, you saved Molly, but didn't save my girlfriend. How come you didn't save my girlfriend? Why does Molly get to survive? Then he says, but if I kill Molly, I'll get her life. And now he basically tries to shoot them. The FBI agent shows up and he kills the FBI agent. Yep. And we get this very good kind of cool action sequence with Peter and Sam and Molly in this cat and mouse game in the kitchen with all sorts of deadly instruments right and they're fighting back and forth they're fighting and back and forth and eventually peter gets skewered by sam using a rotisserie right which also means he killed so so sam killed peter sam's the only one left that would have died so he thinks that death has jumped over him well, yeah that's right because she's like oh are, are you sure the yeah the, the, the chain's broken meanwhile his gun fell off and it was laying on the oven yeah and the, the burner's on you know it's heating up the gun and the gun fires and the bullet just whizzes past him. He's like, yeah, yeah the chain's broken. Yeah, you're, you're waiting for this gun to go off. And so at the very end, they're both happy. They are going to go to Paris together. They've patched the relationship. They get on the plane to Paris. And as they're sitting in the plane, there's a commotion because a bunch of high school students are arguing because one of them has a vision. The Can we gonna guess blow out what happens in the first one? And so what you're seeing is you're seeing the kids from the first one. So this movie takes place before Final Destination yes, 1. Yes, it does. And ends with the plane blowing, blowing up. up from Final and Destination 1. at the very end, Nathan, who survived because the guy had a cook, is sitting in a bar right. where, there's a, where there's basically a memorial <laughs> for the guy who got killed. And they're like, man, don't feel bad about him. 
he had terminal cancer. He didn't tell anybody. Yes, he was going to die any day now. He'd, he'd be dying any day now when he's like, oh, crap. And the wheel from the, the plane, plane comes <laughs> to the roof and kills him. <laughs> this crash of movie. So um, <laughs> it played around with storytelling. It had a lot of interesting characters. They did a good job of building up a bunch of characters. Oh, we forgot. One of the person that was on there was their coworker, Olivia, who is obsessed with image and fashion. Oh, she's always making fun of Candace because Candace, while she's a gymnast, is a little stockier girl. And Olivia is always talking. And we'll talk about this later on <laughs> about how she doesn't like wearing her glasses. And that <laughs> will come back to haunt her later on. Yes. Anyway, a fun movie. Um, this one was a lot of fun. The actual bridge sequence was interesting. I would say. Well, did, uh, did you know that yeah. the whole, the, that whole bridge sequence yeah. is nothing but green screen in CGI? Would make sense. That's not a real bridge at all. They didn't film anything on the bridge. Okay. That would make sense. I, 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 liked, I liked it, though. I thought that the, the deaths in this were fairly creative. Oh, yeah. Making Peter into an actual villain was really interesting. I really like that, yeah. The fact that this takes place before the other finalization movies. I didn't see that coming. I, I just thought, when I first watched this, I thought it was going to be a normal, okay, he has a vision, let's play out the steps, and then at the end, they all die. You know, we'll move on. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I didn't even occur to me. This was like a giant prequel to the very first Final Destination. I caught on to it just as you're seeing them sitting on a plane and they're on a plane to Paris when this is the denouement of the... Of, right. of, <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, they're on a plane to Paris. That's what it clicked for me. All of a sudden, I'm like, shit, either it's going to be another plane crash, but it's like, okay, that can't be good. And then you see his ticket says Flight 180 on it. And you're yeah. like, oh, then I think that it was good to have a villain in the movie for once. I think so. I really, I it worked really well. I really like that idea. Mm -hmm. That new little rule they added. Okay, if you go out and kill a random person, you get the majority of their life. I don't know if that's a rule or not. And more importantly, this is the first time that you see Bloodworth taking an active role well, in, got, in messing with them. I got a question for you about, about Bloodworth. So we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the good. The good. The good. Mm. My first one is Peter's an excellent villain. He starts out as the supportive friend. He's the mostly supportive boyfriend to Candace. He gives her a great pep talk, which he doesn't think that she's, she goes for a gymnastics championship. She's not feeling very well. He gives us like, you can do this. You're amazing. Right. And her death just like flips him. Yeah, it does. I liked that. Uh, what else did you like about this? We have Tony Todd back. We have Tony Todd back. And in a bigger role this time. Yes. I think one of the good things is uh, Olivia's death. She falls and, and she comes up to get a, br a breath of air. You know, you think, oh, wow, she's finally okay. And then a car <laughs> falls from the bridge and smacks her right in the head in the, in when she's in the water. This may be the movie with the highest number of deaths in the opening sequence. I think so, because... I mean, the whole bridge goes down and takes... Yes, off. the whole bridge goes down. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of deaths that we don't see, but you know people are still on that bridge, so... We've got the whole bus load of people. That's right. There's, there's, there's 50, 60 people on the bus, and then several dozen cars full of people all die. Yeah. There's obviously a theme with these movies where the opening sequence is always something to do with transportation in some way, shape, or form. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Even the race cars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's OSHA and the DOT don't exist in this thing. Department of Transportation. I thought the final fight scene was both tense mm -hmm. and action-packed. The gun lying on the hot burner was really cool. The fact that it was a <laughs> professional kitchen full of all sorts of stuff yes, it, was used very well. Um, everything in there is not a yeah can be used as a weapon basically uh, i i like the fact that creepy dick guy isaac who i mean isaac is constantly hitting on women right isaac is constantly streaming women along and ghosting them on his phone 
after everybody's dead and he's in the office while everyone's he's going distracted. through all yes he's going through everyone's desk like an absolute creep and he's like oh he has change he takes some guy's change and then he yeah. finds a, a voucher gotcha. for a, a spa Yep, and he's like, "Well, well not, you don't need this anymore." He just takes yeah. the, takes yeah. it. He's literally going from desk to desk, stealing all the all the, <laughs> yeah. all the valuable stuff for the people who died. <clears throat> that guy's ghouling, man. Yeah, he's he ghouling. ghouling. <laughs> and then he and then he he's on the phone with his girlfriend when he goes to the spa, sees the girl behind the 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 counter, and then tells his girlfriend he's got bad connections. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, uh, is this you?" But I, and hangs the phone mm-hmm. up. Like, "Oh, is this my sister?" You know, yeah. she's always uh, too needy. Then tries to hit on the girl. Yeah. Uh, and then goes in, tries to talk about the happy ending. And then he starts getting acupuncture. And in a Final Destination movie, acupuncture is it's probably the worst thing to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and eventually a candle lights on fire. He can't move because of the because the acupuncture. He falls he off. Falls and lands off. Yep. Face first to the ground. So and now all the needles are driven needles into are driven him. Into and uh. sideways in his skin. And then he falls over and uh, he manages to put out the fire. And survive, <laughs> and then the Buddhist statue lands on his head. Yes, it just falls it. down and crushes his head. Yeah, though he does make fun of the Buddhist statue. He makes some comment about like he's just like he rubs his stomach or something. It's like oh, stay out the rice cakes. Yeah, stay out the rice. Some cakes. weird thing, something like that. horrible. It's not good. It's a great scene, but he's a bad person. <laughs> so the bad. The only thing I would say bad is that some of the deaths are very squicky, and it's not a bad thing. I think the bad would be more under horrific. Uh, there's not too really too much bad in this movie. No. The plot's good. The storyline's good. The yep. movie keeps going. It, uh-huh. do, it doesn't seem to drag out any parts no, no. at all. But yeah, I, I can't think of anything that stands out as bad, bad. No. There's only one scene of 3D CGI that looks blatant, and that's the when Candace falls on the on the sailboat, and you see her guts come flying straight up towards the screen. Yes. That's the only... When I saw that, I'm like, oh, and then they get better from there. So right. I, I really don't... I don't have much to say about the bad. I think that this was just a fun horror movie. But... Let's talk I mean, about cheese. Oh, the cheese. Uh, we, well, haven't, we haven't mentioned this yet. The boss, Dennis, <laughs> is David Koechner, and he is just cheesing it up. He's playing David Koechner's character and everything else he's ever done. If you've seen uh, Anchorman, he's the weatherman with the cowboy hat. Yep. And he's playing kind of that character. He is this <laughs> super cheesy. I mean, they got just the right character for this, for the, actor for this character. He's obviously comic relief in the movie, but believable. Um, we've all had bosses like this that are that are that obsessed with profit margin, right? And he keeps calling employees oh, the, by the by the wrong name. Yes, and Isaac gets upset because at the memorial for the dead employees, they read Isaac's name, and only a few <laughs> people realize that he's still alive. Yeah, it only gets worse with him when yes. the FBI starts talking to him. Yes, and he, like you said, you think he's a a secret agent now. He calls and he's like, "Yes, uh, should we have code words or something?" You know. <laughs> He just rats out everyone for the littlest things like, oh, so-and-so has been next to their drinking fountain for too long. He might be up to something. Yeah. <laughs> they, they play up on that. I think it, it, it's cheesy, but it works. Um, you, you feel like that's what his character would do. It's not forced. Like, Olivia's death, where the car runs over her eye after it pops out. Uh, that was a little cheesy. Yes, um, that was a little cheesy. But wasn't bad. Again, it wasn't like, oh my God, that's horrible. Like, I was stricter to find stuff cheesy. I think movie. that's the most merciless thing that happened to that poor woman. But... <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about the horrific. Uh, well, it's going to be Olivia. <clears throat> for, for me, it's definitely Olivia. So Olivia goes in to get uh, uh, LASIK eye surgery. Yes, LASIK eye surgery. <clears throat> so Final Destination movie, we're going to have LASIK eye surgery. So <laughs> she goes, you know, she goes to the, gets the LASIK eye surgery. She sits in the chair and she's really nervous already. And the doctor starts punching a bunch of numbers and stuff like that. He goes, oh, she uh, 
handed me a, a incomplete file. And then she, he uh, clamps her head down so she can't move to keep the laser, to, to to keep keep the laser in, like, in her eye. And so the doctor leaves. Something happens with a safety thing. Just like in Foundation 3, we have a uh, transformer that goes bad. Okay, yes. Um, kind of foreshadowing what happens to the tanning girls in Foundation 3. Yeah. Right. So, you know, he has her there. He puts her head in the vice, her head still. They put eye drops in there and then takes this little eyeball spreader. But it's almost like the dentist scene from two. I'm not enjoying this <laughs> as I'm watching it. And he puts the eye opener in her eye. I'm just like, God, it's. These are the same things they used on Alex in Clockwork Orange. Oh, make, that's right. So yeah. they can watch. Except in this case, they go through intricate close-up detail the, yes. of them putting them in her eye. And the fact that it takes a couple of tries to get under the eyelid properly. Oh. <laughs> this, no, this is why I have glasses. I will always have glasses. I'm not going to have this done, especially after watching this movie. Um, like I said, the transformer is already gone. So the laser's powering up. She, she gets actually nervous. Mm-hmm. And she moves her hand and hits the fire button for the laser the the thing's starting to fire up she, yes she's trying to reach for the for the automatic shutoff yeah and she hits it and the laser hits her in the eye but it's such at a high power it's cutting her eye open yeah and then she starts screaming she puts her hand up to block the laser but it's a laser and it now it hits her in her hand and starts slicing her hand open mm-hmm. and she's screaming and all this she finally gets out the chair she rips the little eye bracket out of her eye at the same time sam and Molly, yes, they are, show up. Are they on their way. Show up. They've begun to realize something's wrong, so they're trying to. There's a race against time to save her, and they're in the doctor's office. But they tell the doctor something's up, and then they all hear her screaming. Yes, they burst in the room. She rips the eye thing out, which is already just this poor woman has already had a laser shot in her eye. Her hands probably sliced open, and now I'm pretty sure her eyes damaged at this point to no return. Oh, yeah, she rips the thing out, and then she's stumbling next to a window. She trips on a button from a bear. Yep. That she was playing with because she was nervous. And she, yeah, she was squeezing the bear and the, uh, his eye popped out, I think it is. Yes. And she steps on it, twists her ankle, falls forward, breaks the window, finally falls down and dies. And then when she hits the bottom, though, her eyeball <laughs> pops out of her skull, rolls up in front of the camera in some weird 3D uh, effect thing, and a car drives by and just squishes the eye. This was just one it's squeaky just... thing after another. It was beautifully horrific it would it makes your skin crawl every time it's Even almost as bad sound. as the first one with uh mrs uh townsend i think it is well i thought this was this was more squeaky than that every little thing about it i mean i my wife has had these lasik surgery i'm looking at getting it i watched them do it with her so i watched this i'm like oh this is this is like so this is, i'm gonna quit lasik i'm like oh this can't be what this is not gonna go well <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> um, do they really do this and they did a good job of the um the foreshadowing because the doctor tells her, she looks over, she's a bunch of stuffed animals. She's like, what are those for? He's like, oh, he said, some of our younger patients want something to make them feel better. He stops. He's like, and some of our older patients, he hands her a bear. And as he's putting the thing in her eye, she's squeezing the bear and she twists its head so much that the same eye pops out that, the, that eventually gets burnt and pops out later yeah. on. It's good foreshadowing. That was just wonderful. The other one for me is Candace's death and the balance beam. Not the oh. actual death, okay. but what actually happens is the... Air conditioner is broken in the gymnasium. Candace is nervous because she feels that after things happen, she might not be able to compete. But her boyfriend, Peter, is like, no, you can do this. You're, you know, I believe in you. You're important. All this kind of stuff. She goes out. And so while she's on the balance beam, there's the screw. a from- screw falls from the ceiling and lands point up on the balance beam. And so she's doing her performance barefoot 
And every time she walks towards it, she almost steps on it. And you're just like, every time you're like, ah, no, no. Ah. And then she eventually gets off. And there's a fan blowing. There's water. There's a bunch of stuff. Right. And she ends up going on to the uneven bars and doing the thing where you're slapping your pelvis against the bottom bar with swing on the upper bar and that whole thing. And uh, the other, does the other girl step on the, step on the screw or not? I think, the other girl no, steps, I think step. she steps on a screw. Yeah. She yep. falls. The other girl steps, finally steps on the screw. She's like, ah, no, that's, that's just to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and she knocks a fan over, yeah. which blows the chalk dust yeah. in a big cloud. And she loses track of her uh, the uneven bars or something. Can- Candace loses grip and flies into the air. And lands in a weird folded. <laughs> she lands literally face first. Her whole she was body literally lands. folded in half. Yeah, she folds herself in half face first. And so you see like her bones jutting through her, oh, her yeah, legs it's, and it's, it's a horrifying death, but it's the screw. You think the screw is what's going to make her fall. Yes. And the fact that they just keep having her step near it and almost step on it. And you're just like, ah, cause most of us have stepped on a nail or a screw at one point in our life. Yeah. So it's a pain we can symbolize, sympathize with. And then when the other girl actually does it, you're like, oh no, it is a brilliantly shot tense scene. And it comes at just the right point in the movie to up the stakes but it's a good, another good view of, again, none of this is unbelievable Rube Goldbergness. All this could happen. I don't know that a screw that landed on a balance beam and then stayed there for a long time is like a reasonable thing because they usually check those. No, it fell during the performance. Yeah, but you said another girl got on it. Yes. The next one, right? <laughs> also, these girls often look down. I mean, they should have seen it. Right, but correct. Yeah. So that's and, what I mean. Is yeah. like somebody should have seen it at some point before the next person got on the balance beam. But but the water in the post and all it's it's all and and as someone and and Chris um, death is a dick. Chris, yes, death is a and, dick. And Chris, Chris, you've occasionally worked in a place where they have a gymnasium. Yes. Has the heating or air conditioning ever not worked there? Of course. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, it, that's it, the most unbelievable thing yeah. in this entire movie. No, that's, 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 that's what that I'm joking about. AC works. Strangely enough, I work in the same place that John does. I've seen it too. <laughs> yes, it was well done. They did a good job of ratcheting up the tension. Right. And the last one is Dennis's death. The Dennis's death, I think, is uh, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It just happens so so fast. So the construction guy who gets impaled with the hook, he comes back. He's like, he walks. He's oh, what, what's going on? What's going on? And they go, oh, so-and-so died. And then there's a wrench on this little uh, machine that has a spinning wheel. Uh-huh. And the wrench finally falls and shoots across the room and hits him right between the eyes with the wrench. And just kills him instantly. And pulverizes the upper oh, half yes. of his head. It doesn't decapitate him. It, like, it, goes a, it, it doesn't decapitate him, but it's a, that's it a just few tears, inches. <laughs> it, tears the ch- it tears his head apart in big chunks. Creepy, but fun. So you had a question in here. Yeah, Mr. Tony Todd, he says that he's seen this all happen before. So my question is, we know we're getting a Final Destination 6. Do you think it's going to be a prequel to this one? It may. It could be either one. I think that was just leaving it open. I think that another prequel might be unnecessary. I think that moving the story forward from after that would be more interesting um, because the prequel, part of what makes the other movies work is somebody in the group sleuthing out what happened okay because in this one bloodworth tells them what happened right in the other ones especially in two three and four you've got somebody piecing together the the the, the story hey this happened and you get that extra added level of characterization that you've got this person who's connecting the dots and it gives them room to tell a slightly different story each time they could still do it i don't know right Um, follow-up question to that would be uh so do you think he just goes around and finds out where these deaths are and just cleans up well i think he's an agent of death 
So you think he's actually he actually works for death? Huh? I think his I think his role is to show up where these people are because, like you said, he's been in multiple morgues in different locations. Oh well, yeah, that's um, right. And I think that he his his advantage is that he's there to make sure that these kids die, make sure these people die. I, I thought about this afterwards. This is like the oldest group of of characters we've had. The first one was all high school. Oh, that's right. First yeah. one was all high school kids. And this the second the second one was a bunch of high school kids and like and like they were still in college kind right. of things. The third one, again, they were high school graduates. The fourth one, they were all out of school, but they were all still fairly youngish. I mean, you still had a bunch of, they, these were like 20-somethings. This group, they're, they're, these group are, they're people with careers and jobs and right. lives and things like that. If so, anything, young adults who have careers yeah. and they're all working. I, I think so. I don't know what you'd see if they're doing. I mean, I'm, I'd be happy to see, uh, you know, I don't mind seeing a, a Final Destination 1950 or, you know. <laughs> Final Destination 1950? Final Destination X. It's Final <laughs> in Space. You know, whatever they want to do. The Oregon Trail. The Oregon Trail. <laughs> the Oregon Trail. You died from distance. Yeah. Uh, I, I, have, I have a hate-hate relationship with the Oregon Trail. So anything they want to do with it. I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. They've got some room with well, this. Well, I did find out one thing about, hopefully it actually gets green light with Foundation Station 6. They're going to okay. break the mold and step away from a lot of the stuff that happens in the other movies. Now, what does that really mean? I have no idea. It could mean there, there might not be any visions, or it could just be... Something completely off the wall. I don't know what you would do differently. Yeah, but that's what they said. They got to do something completely differently and step away from this cookie cut mold thing. On IMDb, the plot synopsis, well, the the very very short story blurb says a, a bunch of final responders cheat death and then. Oh, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, yes, that sounds interesting. That does sound good. That's it. First responders. First responders. That's what I meant. First that responders. Would, final, that, final got stuck in my head. That would be interesting. Okay. See, I I forgot. I re- good poll. I like that. See, this yeah. is why Chris is this is why Chris is our producer. Correct. The, also, John Watts is producing. So that's you know, clown cop her Spider Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Oh, this and, actually might be decent. Then. And the writers are Laurie Evans Taylor, who wrote Wicked Wicked Games, which I've never seen, and then Guy Busick, who wrote Scream Twenty Twenty One. That just suddenly makes me sad again because I've seen Scream Twenty Twenty One. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I would I would rather drink the coffee. I'll tell you that right now. Scream, really, Scream Twenty Twenty One was probably the worst Scream movie made. But we'll now talk I about that another time. This. We'll talk about that later on. What do you think, Jerry? Would you drink the horror flavored coffee for this? Oh no, I'll watch this movie again. I, like I said, I like this series to begin with. If I'd watch four, I'd definitely watch five. This is only the second time I've seen five. Mm-hmm. My wife and I watched it a, a couple years ago. My wife loves horror movies too, so we we watch these. I picked up a lot more of the storytelling in this one. And as Chris will tell you, I love a good story. So, and I love uh, movies that have good storytelling tropes. And there's a lot of good stuff in this. There are things in this movie that were fun to watch. It's fun to watch from a horror movie standpoint. Right. It's got some really, really uncomfortable death <laughs> scenes in it. It's got some great characterizations, but it's also got some stuff that I, I'm like, there's some stuff in there that I would like to, that I would enjoy watching again. Um, I would definitely I mean, watch it. My take, I think this is the best Final Destination we, that we have so far. Really? Okay. I good. really. This is my favorite one. I got no argument with that. 